الجزيرة بودكاست It's match day in Spain and the Valencia Stadium is roaring. For 70 minutes, the team has been holding off one of the best in Spain's top football league, La Liga. Valencia leads 1-0 and they need the win. But all of a sudden, the game stops. At the center of attention is Real Madrid player Vinicius Jr. The 22-year-old Afro-Brazilian is a superstar. He always brings electricity to the game. If you are an opposing fan, he's the one that you want to stop. And in this moment, he has stopped. Vinicius points to members of the crowd and gets into a heated conversation with some fans. A huge section of them are calling him a monkey. It's not the first time something like this has happened. Vinicius has been the subject of multiple racist incidents this season. Now, he's had enough. In a scathing and frustrated social media post after the match, Vinicius Jr. questioned the league and country's willingness to tackle racism. Vinicius Jr. then posted on his Twitter account, it wasn't the first time, nor the second, nor the third. Racism is normal in La Liga. It's been the biggest story in Spain, Brazil, and the football world all week. But will the attention lead to Spanish football finally tackling its racism problem? I'm Malika Bilal, and this is The Take. To unpack it all, we sat down with two journalists to get the views from both Spain and Brazil, starting in Madrid with someone who's played the game since he was a child. My name is Moja Jero, and I'm a journalist and an anti-racism activist. And I have to say that I'm a Valencia fan. <laughs> <laughs> um, that might be surprising given what we're talking about, but I think that makes it a, even more interesting. So, Moja, Vinicius Jr., who's affectionately called Vinny by his fans, has been in the headlines before, but mostly just for being an amazing footballer. He is widely considered to be one of the most gifted and talented players in the world. He's only 22 but he's already won some of football's biggest trophies. What more do we need to know about him? I think Vinicius is also the biggest superstar of Real Madrid, which is one of the most important football teams in Spain, with Barcelona, of course. And he is like the next big player of the team after Cristiano Ronaldo. Huh. When did you first start noticing him? When did he break out on the scene? Oh, it was like some years ago because he arrived to Spain really young and he was developing in the Madrid team. And in the beginning, the people were criticizing a lot Vinicius because Madrid paid like a lot of millions for him, but he worked really hard. He developed his game and now he's the biggest superstar of the team. So. I think it's a story of success. Mm. Yeah, you said they paid many millions. The reported fee, I believe, was 45 million euros, making him one of the most expensive teenagers in football history, which is really just incredible. For someone who doesn't follow football and has never seen him on the field, what is his play like? I think I would 
compare a Vinicius to electricity. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's because every time he touches the ball, he goes directly uh, to try to score a goal. Sometimes you can see a game that can be boring, like multiple passes, nobody tries to make a goal, but he always, in any time, at any condition, he tries to score a goal. And that's something that, as a fan, we like a lot. <laughs> Even in Vinny's home country of Brazil, a nation of icons, the sentiment is similar, as we heard from Tim Vickery. I'm a journalist who covers South American football. I've been doing so from my base in Brazil for nearly 30 years. Tim's seen a lot of talent over the decades, but Vinicius has always stood out. Vinicius Jr. is like a car who's got 12 gears. He just goes up the gears and whoosh, he's away. That devastating speed. He's both bow and arrow. He's a man who's capable of undressing the defence and laying on chances for others, but also of scoring goals himself. Real Madrid, they couldn't bring him over the Atlantic until he was 18. He hadn't played a senior game. So really, it was difficult to know how good he was going to be, especially the amount of changes that anyone goes through at that age, 16, 17, 18. So it was a real gamble. Now it's Vinicius who's making a gamble of his own. Is this incident enough? Is his superstardom enough to force a change? Vinicius is the one around whom the storm has been allowed to develop. Part of that is his extraordinary talent on the football field. But also a huge part of that is his behaviour. He refuses to lower his head. He raises his head and he's prepared to take it all on. You hope that in the long term, he doesn't suffer psychological damage by having so much on his 22-year-old shoulders. So far, he's shown every sign of being able to cope. So, Moha, there's another thing about Vinny that's distinctive, and that is the fact that he is Afro-Brazilian, which takes us back to what happened on May 21st. Real Madrid was playing Valencia, the team that you root for, Set the scene for us. What happened that day? So on that Sunday, there was this Valencia and Real Madrid football game. And at one moment, there was a small fight between Vinicius and one of the Valencia players. Then both teams started a small fight and there was a moment of tension. So in that moment, there was shouts of monkey in the arena. There is a protocol that says that when there is some racist attitudes from the people who attends to the game, there is the option for the authorities to stop the game and to end the mm-hmm. game. But that didn't happen at that time. In that moment, there was the, all that tension and nothing happened. The people continued. Tell me about these chants. They're very clear that that is the intent and that they're meant as a slur against Vinny. Of course, Black people, we are used to receive that that kind of racist insults. We are used to be compared to animals, especially to donkeys. And that's not something new for us. And especially in the football stadiums, where we as a society agreed that the stadiums are a place where we can say 
uh, racist and sexist and homophobic slurs through the players without any sanction or anything. That's how we get into this position. Hmm. Um, is it important that there was an altercation between Vinny and an opposing player? Is that what started this? Were there chants before that happened? Yeah, there was this altercation and some people tried to justify the racist slurs because of this. Mm. But I would say that no, there is nothing that can justify racist slurs, even an altercation. There are multiple altercations in other games and we don't hear these racist slurs. Were you surprised about anything about this game? No, I wasn't surprised even if it was in our Valencia Stadium. But it's not something new. Even for Vinicius, it's not the first time that we hear uh, there are racist insults against him in a Spanish football stadium. We know that there have been several major incidents that have made headlines. And one of those instances is the hanging of a mannequin with Vinny's likeness from a bridge. What appears to be an effigy of Vinicius Jr. has been hung from a bridge in Madrid. So in an Instagram post after this latest incident, Vinicius wrote that racism is normal in La Liga. And in Brazil, where he's from, Spain is known as a country of racists. He said the competition, in this case Valencia players, think it's normal and the Spanish Football Federation does too. We've had a response from the La Liga president, Javier Tabas. This is what he's had to say. It's in four bullet points. He says, number one, neither Spain nor La Liga is racist. It's unfair to say this. Number two, at La Liga, we report and go after racism in the strongest possible way within our remit. Number three, we have reported nine instances of racist insults this season. Eight have been against Vinicius Jr. We always identify the thugs responsible and take the complaints all the way to the relevant bodies who have the power to punishment. What do you think of that response? The response of La Liga in the words of his president was a shame for me because the first thing he said on Twitter, he said, you cannot say that Spain is racist and you cannot say that La Liga is racist. So for me, reading that as a black person who has experienced racism during my whole life mm. is just an insult because it's like, my experience are true and also the experience of thousands of black, Muslims, Asian people, Roma people who live in Spain. They don't accept the fact that there is racism in Spain and that is structural. At the end of the day, Vinicius was right saying that we have racism in Spain. <laughs> he also chastised Vinny for not meeting to discuss the issue, saying that they'd reached out several times and he hasn't come to discuss the racism against him, which is a thing that people who are victims of racism really shouldn't be tasked with doing. But in this case, he was. We know that even if Vinicius attended to those meetings, nothing would have changed. And yeah, it's still the fact that we have to explain the discrimination that we suffer in our everyday. We don't just have to tell it. We just have to explain it really kindly, word by word, to the people who are 
Violentinas. The La Liga president has since apologized to a Brazilian TV station. Do you take that apology seriously? For me, uh, I'm tired of words. I prefer actions. For me, the best apologize for the La Liga president would be if he sticks to his job and tries to do his best to end racism in football stadiums. But he's not doing his job. Hmm. Clearly, this isn't the only time that Spanish football has been under the limelight over racism. You can see it on your face. You're shaking your head right now. You're tired. Are governing bodies in football taking this issue seriously enough? If we speak in the professional level, no, which is problematic because millions of people are watching these games in Spain, but also outside Spain. So the image that Spain is giving to other countries like Brazil is that we allow racism in the football stadiums. So we have Iñaki Williams, who has been reporting these racist insults along different games in Spanish La Liga. He plays for Atlético de Bilbao. He's black. Also, Dani Alves, who was playing for Barcelona. Somebody threw a banana to him. Again, the monkey thing. And also there was Samuel Eto, the Cameroonian player who was in the stadium in Paraguay, and people started shouting these monkey sounds and he tried to leave the game. It was an important moment because he really tried to leave the game. His uh, colleagues tried to make him stay in the game. So it's not the first or the second or the third time that we hear these experiences in the professional level but also we can see all these experiences in other levels. So it feels like we have been here before. Do you think that we've reached a moment of reckoning when it comes to this issue of racism in football and in Spanish society at large? Does something feel different about this time? Yeah, I think the main difference were the words of Vinicius, the way he spoke about this, because he pointed to the main problem, the racism in the Spanish society. So I think that made a difference. And that's why the reaction in the Spanish society was this big, because there were eight other times when Vinicius received those racist insults. But for me, the biggest, the main difference was the fact that he spoke openly about racism in Spain. And that's why there is this debate in Spain and in other countries. Because now in Spain, the media is asking me, like, is Spain a racist country? And I say, yes, Hmm. of course. The view from Brazil after the break. Get your news in less than three minutes, three times per day with the Al Jazeera news updates. Just ask your home device to play the news by Al Jazeera or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. The Spanish football president, Luis Rubiales, on Monday said that there is a racism problem in the country. The Spanish Football Federation has ordered the partial closure of Valencia's stadium after fans chanted racist abuse against Real Madrid player Vinicius Jr. on Sunday. The club has also been fined $48,000. 
As a football fan, does that give you a little bit of hope? I'm skeptical because of the past, but I hope that in this case, because of all this international media and even the government of, of Brazil is watching, is waiting for the reaction of the Spanish authorities, I hope in this time they will take it more seriously. Tim Vickery, who's in Brazil, says officials seemed prepared, all the way up to President Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva. You saw from the swiftness of the response of the Brazilian authorities that they weren't taken off guard by this. And straight away, President Lula condemned what went on and said this is absolutely unacceptable in the 21st century. The Brazilian ambassador is to set up a meeting with La Liga to put over the point that this is unacceptable. I understand that as recently as May the 10th, Brazil and Spain signed a joint memorandum showing their desire to combat racism and xenophobia. Well, that's been put to the test less than two weeks after that that memorandum was signed. So a top-level response. Now, no one would say that Brazil is perfect in this regard. There are lots of incidents of racism inside Brazilian stadiums. This is something that the Brazilian football has had to deal with. But a consensus has formed that this is unacceptable. Legislation is in place. Punishments are in place. And it's this that Brazil is now looking for Spain to follow. So, Moha, for you seeing that, how did that make you feel? For me, it was an important reaction because I think Vinicius was protected by his people and his country. And that's something that is important. We don't feel that from our society in Spain. So watching that reaction was something hopeful. So I think Vinicius can be proud of the reaction of his country, for sure. I just can't imagine what it must feel like to be at the top of your game, one of the best, if not the best right now, in the league and in the industry. And to come out onto the pitch knowing that you might have people attacking you for the color of your skin, your background, who you are, and not just for your play. For me, uh, as a person who has faced this, because I played football since I was six to, until I was 18, and I faced these racist insults, of course, in a smaller stadium with just like 20 or 30 fans, which were the parents of the people who I was playing against. And facing that is really difficult psychologically because you came out and you say, okay, probably there's going to be somebody who's going to say some racist insults. And if I say something, maybe the, um, the feeling of the audience is going to change and you take the responsibility when it's the responsibility of the people who are saying those insults. But in that moment, I didn't have the tools. So one of the things is Vinicius has the tools. He has the knowledge. He has the protection of his country. He has a big platform. And I'm proud that he's taking that lead, taking that voice, speaking about this, because this affects to a lot of people, not just the people who are playing football, but for all the people who suffer racism in Spain and uh, I would say like in the world. Hmm. 
Moha, thank you so much for taking the time to walk me through this. I appreciate it. Thank you, Malika. And that's The Take. This episode was produced by Sonia Bagat and Ashish Mahotra, with Chloe K. Lee, Nagin Oliai, Miranda Lynn, Khalid Sultan, Amy Walters, David Enders, and me, Malika Bilal. Alex Roldan is our sound designer. Alexandra Locke is The Take's executive producer, and Ney Alvarez is Al Jazeera's head of audio. We'll be back. <laughs>